Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. With delirious joy, they've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning... Marriage. Marriage, indeed. I'm your host, the one, the only Mark Gunger. Joining me is always the ever-lovely and charming Lady Diane. And, of course, the amazing Philip James Gunger. Engineering the show, as always, the very talented but eerily creepy Timothy Robert Ray. Engineer extraordinaire, pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensibly, immeasurably boring show. We always introduce Tim as a serial killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he has three first, three first names. names. Timothy Robert Timothy Ray. Timothy Robert Ray. All, all serial killers have three like, first names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, ask at markgunger.com. See all these pictures I found? Yes. Beautiful. These are all my Debbie. Beautiful. Oh, oh, oh. Do I get any points today if I walk around with this on my ears? Get any points? <laughs> yeah, from Debbie. She'll think you're a weirdo. <laughs> I think so. Hold All up right. that far one. Hold up that far one. This one? Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. Look at her. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. This is riveting for all the podcast listeners. All, the podcast listeners. all the podcast listeners. Are you seeing this picture? This is a yeah. beautiful, beautiful picture. It. Anyway. All right. Okay. Australian study surveyed the correlation between adolescents' pornography viewing habits and sexual behavior. It found that young people who consume porn from a young age are more likely to engage in sexual behavior early on. More than 70% of the survey's participants aged between 15 and 29 indicated that they had viewed pornography with 14 years old being the median age at first viewing porn. But I have read several studies that say average age is 11, and I've actually read some recently that say average age of first porn exposure is age 8. Wow. So the earlier they watch porn, the earlier they have sex? Yes. This, is this the same people who did the study that people who drink alcohol are more likely to get drunk than those who do not? Right. <laughs> Doesn't it fall about in that same category? The people who play with matches are more likely to get burned than those who do not. Yeah. It's good things that people do these studies because right. without these studies, we just wouldn't know. People who drive in cars are more likely to be in a car wreck. Mm-hmm. People who stop breathing less likely to mm-hmm. live. Yeah. But there are many studies. people out there that just think, oh, it's boys will be boys, they'll look at it, it's no big deal, it doesn't do anything, when the fact of the matter is, it does do something. Actually, it really messes them up. Uh, not only... They say they're more likely to engage in sexual behavior ahead of time. The truth of the matter is, the boys who look at this for a long mm-hmm. time, by the time they become 17, 18, they can't even have sex. Yeah. Many of them, because they're so overstimulated and their heads are so jacked up and their testosterone is so lowered because of masturbating and stuff that they can't function as, as a human being. <clears throat> Porn is 
without a doubt, one of the most dangerous, destructive things you can allow your children to get into. And uh, I don't need a study. To explain that to, to you. explain that. Uh, the studies that are coming out are really stunning mm-hmm. at how negative this is. Mm-hmm. So any mom out there, and I know there's moms, I have Christian moms, oh, doesn't my son have to masturbate? <laughs> no. Nope. No, he doesn't have to masturbate. Nope. Isn't it good for him? No, actually, it's not good for him. Uh, there's a lot of negative that comes from this stuff. So uh, better that uh, you not get involved in all this crazy. All right, that's all I got to say about that. I don't want to get a whole porn debate, so it makes me angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll be back with your emails, which also make me angry time to time. Mm-hmm. Right after this. Mark Gunger. Yeah, we've got an app for that. Download your free Mark Gunger app today. Oh, Mark Ungerbeck. <laughs> you're on, you're on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here to talk about Transition One, a transition program for young men and women, Christian young men and women, coming out of high school, taking a one year off to put God first in their lives before they start in college and career and everything else. I understand, and I, especially those who are into sports, that's not much of an option for them. I'd even challenge that. I'd, I'd just slow down, man. Everybody's so hurried to rush their kids off into college to make money, 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 money. And then they're shocked when they're in their 30s and 40s and their lives are falling apart and ending in divorce and their kids come home pregnant and everything else. Oh, what did we do wrong? Really? How about you slow down a little bit? You put them through college, they put them, or high school. You say, well, they're good Christian kids. Yeah, but all they've done is live off of your faith. They're, uh, what's that word when you're a... Uh, Drafting when you're behind another mm-hmm. car, they're you know you get behind a, another no, race car drivers do this. Mm-hmm. They get behind another car because they draft because the other car's taking the uh, the resistance of the wind mm-hmm. and they ride along until they get their chance to break out. Your kids, by and large, good Christian kids. I've been drafting off of your life. You and Dad are the devout Christians. You bring them to church and stuff. Now you're just going to throw them out on their own without a chance for them to really develop their own faith. I don't think it's a good idea. Take a one year program like Transition One. Uh, here in Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, and we teach them how to really focus on life, how to make decisions, how to plan financially, how to balance a checkbook. I mean, how many of your kids don't even know anything about <laughs> balancing much of anything? Uh, how to make decisions about life and marriage and love and dating and all these things. We spent time, it's not a Bible college, we spent time for several months in the first part of the program just teaching them the basics about life and giving them opportunities to serve. They need to learn to serve. The last three months of the program uh, is we send them to, they pick a place, we've got missionaries around the world that take them in, they're safe places, where they get to go in and serve. And it's not just a one-week vacation-like missions trip. This is real missions work where they go and they live with these people for three months and they learn not everywhere in the world has Wi-Fi. They learn not every place in the world has high-definition TVs. They learn not every place has McDonald's. It teaches them to do life. They will be forever changed. Take one year. Put God first in their lives. Go check it out, transition1.org. Mark Younger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, answering your emails. 
She says, my husband and I have been married almost five years and we have two small children. They're 13 months apart. So very close. So you can imagine I'm tired at the end of the day. My husband works hard and I usually swing shift from 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. It's very hard for us to find time to be together sexually. When I really want to be with him and have energy, it's usually when he's getting ready to leave and when he gets home at night and wants to be with me, I am usually already sound asleep. We have weekends, but that's when we try to have family time. We try to squeeze sexy time in while both kids are napping. It's not ideal. We have sex on average about... Really? That's perfectly ideal to me. Yes. <laughs> well, have him take a nap. All right. Lay down, nap y'all. Time. Woohoo! We have sex Why on... Why is that not ideal? I don't know. People. Right. No, she's saying it's not ideal. We have sex on average three times a week. That's the part that she's saying is not ideal. You interrupted my sentence. <laughs> They have sex three, three times, times a week, week, and she's saying that that's not that's ideal. not ideal. How old are they? Well, young, I would imagine, I guess. So my <laughs> question is... I didn't ask. So my question is, should we try to shift our schedules during the week? We wake up earlier to be together, or I stay up later, or do we just keep going the way we are, knowing that this is just crazy, a crazy phase of life? Three times a week, and you're wondering <laughs> if this is a problem? Well, if you're really young and... You got a high libido, that's not She enough. says she's okay with three times a week, but she knows that her husband is annoyed that he wants it more often. Okay. Should I change? If you want things to change, then yes. What kind of question is this? I don't understand people's questions. I uh, don't go to work, and I never get a paycheck. Uh, should I change what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, only if you want a paycheck. <laughs> uh, I spent... Too much time in the sun, and I'm always sunburned, and it always stings and stuff. But I spend a lot of time in the sun. Uh, I don't really want to be so sunburned. Should I change? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we work different s- schedules. We never see each other, and we don't have sex very often. Three times a week? <laughs> Shut up, you're an old lady. <laughs> Three times a week? With two little kids and those kind of schedules, I think you deserve a freaking medal. <laughs> Pulling that off, that's pretty stellar. Yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed when he said three. I went, really? That's pretty good, actually. I mean, because a lot of people that work those kind of schedules and have three little, two little kids like that, they don't have it three times a week. They're lucky if they have it three times that's a, a month. month. Yeah, that's what she was going to say. Three times no. a month. No. probably a TV show where they were a uh, little... Uh, comedy or something sitcom thing and they, all the guys are sitting around complaining about how they have sex like once or twice and they're talking about a month and they ask this guy so how many times like ah oh, gosh i don't know maybe two sometimes three times they're like two to three times a week holy cow that's oppressive he's like oh a week <laughs> oh gee that's a day let me see <laughs> and, and he's just being totally normal yeah <laughs> they're just staring at him like, like what what what, what? We hate you. So, I, you know, I don't know, sweetheart, the, honestly, why we're having this reaction is that's that's pretty good. That's three times a week, you know. Especially I, in that phase. Oh, yeah. In that I crazy phase of life. Very to impressive. Get it three times a week is, I said, stellar. But going back to my point, well, if we want something to change. Should we do something differently? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why are you asking this question? If you want different results, you have to do different things. So, yeah. Having said that, uh, it sounds like you're doing great right now to us. Mm-hmm. But if you guys don't think you're doing great, and if you want something to change, then yes, you will have to change. Everyone in class, class, pay attention. If you want different results, you have to do different things. That's something that is beyond the comprehension of most people today. Honestly, 
Oh, they don't, I know. They don't, they don't know why they get the results that they get. Uh, should I change? Uh, yeah. Keep doing the same thing, expecting <laughs> it how, to be different. How old are the kids? 13 months apart, so they're small. She said small kids. They said they were small. Mm-hmm. Taking naps still. Yeah. Okay. 13 months apart. So that's something, too, too that they're going to realize is you've reached a new phase of life. Things need to change at this point. Mm-hmm. So the things you were doing before, you know, to answer your comment as well, like, yeah, you need to change. Mm-hmm. And then the kids are going to reach another age and you're probably going to have to change again. again. Yeah. And then it reaches another phase and it changes again. Yeah. Again, from our standpoint, mm-hmm. your complaint sounds a little funny because it sounds like you're doing great. Yeah. Maybe you're over-processing stuff, you know, some people that over-process everything. It sounds like you're doing perfectly fine to us. But to answer your question, if you need to change, do you have to do something different? <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. If you want That's, it to be different, you have to do something different. My advice, really, in all of this, you probably just need to relax. I think you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're stressing a little bit. The good news is they take naps. Praise the Lord. And when they stop taking naps, and you need to, like become, nap sex. need to become sexual ninjas. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. <laughs> sexual, sexual ninjas. Always yeah, lurking yeah. in the shadows, never seen or <laughs> Trying heard. Trying to find it. <laughs> Trying to find a way. That's the fun of being parents with the young mm-hmm. kids. You become ninjas. So, uh, I think I think you're doing fine. I do, as much as I'm mocking your <laughs> premise of your question. Mock yeah. you, if, mock. If, if you want something, different, yes, you have to change. Having said that, I I don't think you need to change. I think you're doing fine. Okay. Honestly, I clearly all three of us have agreed on this one. Mm-hmm. So, all right. What okay. Else she got? says we are a dual active duty military couple, so both of them serving. Okay. Married for two years, but have only lived together less than six months due to the military duty station differences and now a deployment. Mm-hmm. When a couple is apart like this, is masturbation ever an okay thing? Uh, you know, I always cut military guys slack and people slack on stuff. It's not ideal. It's never ideal. Uh, it's just, you so, know, your situation isn't is ideal. But okay. if that's what you think you need to do to keep it together, then I will cut you slack on it. It's just, as long as you're thinking about each other. My problem with masturbating is it's not real sex. And if you do it lots and lots and lots and lots, you actually, it kind of changes you sexually. You start actually liking that sensation more than actual real sex. And then that's a negative thing. So if you think you're going to die, which you won't, you know, I can tell you you won't die, but if you think you're... You know, here's the thing with the masturbating thing. It, it's, it's not satisfying. It doesn't really fix anything. What does it fix? Oh, I do this and I feel a lot better. Really? I mean, that's why a lot of people, it's not very satisfying. That's why a lot of guys who get into it, even women. I talked to this one woman. She says she masturbates five times a day. Yeah. Five times a day because she's got all jacked up. So she thinks, yeah. I'll do this. And it's not satisfying. She does it again. She says, she, all day long, she's doing this constantly. It's not satisfying. In real sex, you generally don't have five times a day. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of the story of... We know a pastor who, he had a couple come in before marriage, and he told them, all right, you know, they were sleeping with each other, so you guys need to stop that, okay, and trying to get them as Christians to do the right things. Well, he wasn't a strong Christian to begin with, so he stops having sex with her, so he starts masturbating. Also, the same couple comes back into the pastor and says, well, now he doesn't want to have sex with me. Uh And he never masturbated before that. Yeah. And he got hooked on this stuff, and now they're married, and he, he doesn't want to have real sex. So you got to be careful with it. That's you know? really real. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I, again, people, well, you know, we're saying, okay, you're serving our country. You think you're going to die from lack of sex or whatever, you know. Oh, I cut people slack on that. I don't want to be mean, but I'm just saying it's it's not the real thing. It's, it's just, 
It's not sex. It doesn't satisfy. You know, <laughs> more info than anybody probably wants to know. I talk about it in my book, Laugh Your to a Better Marriage, which you should all buy a copy of immediately because it's quite brilliant. Do we need to take a break? Are we okay? No, we're okay. 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 So, uh, um, in my book, I talk about this. As a teenager, I never did this. I just didn't. I never messed. And people say, that's not possible. Really? Because <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm married, okay, and a pastor like this guy you're talking about is telling me, you know, assembly God pastors, by the way. Mm-hmm. There was like two or three of these guys. I said, man, you know, you guys masturbate? And I go, no. no I and they all looked at me because I was like a zombie. Oh, man, you, you really ought to do this. It's really good. It's a good way to kind of just unwind and... and, and this, Really? So I'm trying to do this. And I got to tell you, when your first sexual experience is actual real sex, masturbating is like a real disappointment. It's like, mm-hmm. so finally I, I, I succeed, if you can call it that. I'll never forget thinking, ooh. Ooh. This, this, it didn't feel anything like real sex. The after buzz that you normally have from sex is gone. It's not present. If anything, you right away you feel icky. It's like, ooh, it's like kind of creepy. This is what you guys think is a substitute for sex? You know, again, you're serving your country, your friend, you think you're going to go crazy, you have to mess, all right, but you got to admit, it's not real sex, and you kind of feel creepy afterwards. It's, just, it's your body's way of saying this isn't real. So, you know, I give a qualified fine, but... Uh, and then if you, the negative risk is people do it so much, they actually rather do that, and then the guy would rather... I, I can't tell how many times people have come up to me, couples. Yep. And the girl says, he won't have sex with me. And I look at him and say, why not? Yep. He says, oh, I'd just rather do it myself. Like, seriously, she's drop-dead gorgeous, and he doesn't want to have sex with her because he'd rather do it himself. This is ex- getting more and more common. Yeah. So this masturbating, I just think, it's first of all, it's pathetic. If your version of sex, if to you... Real sex and masturbating is the same. We need to hold a telethon for you. Find a cure. This is sad. Forget muscular dystrophy. We've got to find a cure for people who can't tell the difference between real sex and masturbating. Seriously, if, honestly, if you, it's like, oh, I, know. I can't tell the difference between filet mignon and a cold McDonald's burger that's a day old. Mm-hmm. Tastes the same to me. Really? really? Wow. That's to be pitied. So it's just not the real deal, and it has some negative consequences. And again, you think you can't take it, and I'm over here serving my country, and we're separated, and I got it. Okay, I love you. God bless you. I salute you. But, uh, boy, it's just, it's, you know what the answer The answer is just get back together again. Well, we can't. Well, you won't die. Eventually, you'll get back together again. This is the ideal situation. You be together. That's the ideal. Masturbating is a pathetic, hollow, empty experience. That for some reason everybody equates to having sex and they're just wrong. Strange. Anyway, take a break. We'll be back with more after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit laughyourway.com for upcoming dates and locations. We're back on the Mark Younger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, answering a question about masturbating. We're separate from each other. Is it okay to masturbate? You know, I just, I just, my answer to it, quite frankly, is, is it's just, it's not the real deal. It's, it doesn't, so we get into this debate during, or not debate, but discussion during the break. Uh, it's really true. A lot of people, that's their first experience to sex. 
And they so program themselves that when they actually have sex, it isn't any different. No. It's just a release. It's interchangeable. It's I remember the same watching, thing. Uh, I was watching, you remember the Phil Donahue show? Yeah. And he was always a lefty wacko, yeah. you know, whatever guy. But I'll never forget the show. This guy, he's talking to this expert. And the expert says to him, he says, he's convinced that the majority of men have never experienced an orgasm. And he was shocked. A just real like, what A real orgasm. And I think he was right. And my ejaculate. experience has been as right. Because that, that's all they get. Yep. Because they've so programmed themselves with masturbating, when they actually have sex, they don't have the incredible endorphin rush that happens when you, that's your source of actual sex. It is off the charts. That's why anybody who ha- experiences that and then masturbates sees the big difference. There's not anything close. What's sad is a lot of people, they so program themselves by masturbating, they've never really experienced real sex. To them, it's just this It is the thing. same. I think it's sad. To them, it is the same. Mm-hmm. And if that's to you, you know, knock yourself out. I feel sorry for you. I just think it's to be pitied. I really do. If your version, if you can't tell, and I believe there are people that are heard this way, oh. they cannot tell the difference between actually having real sex and masturbating. They are to be pitied, not to be condemned and hated. I just think it's sad. And you young people who listen to this, man, that's why you want to avoid this stuff. These, these are people who never really experienced the rush of real sex. They have so programmed themselves to just this artificial thing. Because if you do it the right way and then masturbate and you compare the two, it's not the same. And anybody who's done both and knows both knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's not the same. But sad, I think, for a lot of people, they go... Well, yeah, it is the same because to them it is the it's same. Because that's what their experience is. And it's is. sad. It's just they've actually programmed themselves to this. I think it's just sad. Anyway, that's my opinion of it. Okay. Do, do what you want. The next email says, my issue is my husband and I are an interracial marriage. I'm Hispanic and he's American. That's terrible. You should never, Hispanic people should never marry white people. Just wait, they're actually white people, uh, non-Hispanic people. Oh, wait, that's what I did. You did? Yes, of course I did. Yes. I, I know. It's... I'm a Hispanic man married a, a German chick. Okay. By the way, just for the record, I know it's... People get mad and they call things racism when you speak against Mexicans or, you know, or this, you're a racist. But Mexico isn't a race. <laughs> it's not. I know. Puerto Rican isn't a race. I know. Why do they call it racism? That's not really racism. It's just bigotry, right? I guess. If you don't like somebody because of who they are, or... the kind of person, that's just... Bigotry. Yeah. I just want to get my insults straight here. Yeah. Right? But you know. they're pretty much used interchangeably. But, but it's not right. I mean, you know, it is interchangeable, but it's not accurate. You know, I, Donald Trump is a racist because he doesn't like Mexicans. Well, for the whether they like someone, I don't know, but that's, Mexico's not a race. <laughs> you know, Guatemala, they can't say Guatemalans. Well, you're not a racist. That's not what a racist is. It's not a race. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense to people? Yeah. Black is a race. Asian is a race. Caucasian is a race. What else is there? Indian is Indian a race? I don't know. What the, what the, there are certain blocks of race. Yeah. But a Latino is just you're just kind of a brown person. Okay, but that's not a race. In fact, Hispanic if, is considered a race. No, it's not. It's not. No. If you fill out, that's in n- fact. Well, they always have that as a check your box thing. We're, 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 she's going to be a pistol packing mama. Don't mess with us in Green Bay. Everybody has guns in Green Bay. <laughs> okay, stay away from us. We fight back. But anyway, so we're talking about getting you a gun. When you fill out your thing for a gun, they will ask you your race, and then they'll ask if you're Latino. Oh. Because okay. technically, Latino is not a race. I just. But is Hispanic? Hispanic's not a race. It's not no. a race. It's a culture. But they list it like on. In college, when you're filling out forms, they, they list did. it. 
but they changed it now. Well, I was in, in America, you fill out these forms now. There's a difference. There's a difference between race and then a sec. And even when you do the uh, uh, every ten years they do census. the census, they'll ask you your race and then whether or not you're Hispanic or Latino. So, what are the choices on the race box? Uh, Caucasian, Caucasian, black, Asian. Asian. I think that's it. That's the only three. I think so. Yeah. There might be, a th- you know, they might. So Hispanics know, are considered white. Well, there's white Hispanics. There's black, black Hispanics. And then it asks it. you after you click Hispanic, white or non-white. Oh, I yeah. just did the census thing. It's, yeah, they, they break it all down because oh. the reality is it's really not a race. It's a culture. Because it's a culture. Because you I have be considered a non-white Hispanic. Yeah, you are a non-white Hispanic, right? <laughs> yeah, he's white as could white possibly as the be. Snow. I'm a white Hispanic. Uh, some are very, you know, Bets is browner than I am, you know. But he's, he's still considered white? A white yeah, he's a, he's a white guy, okay? Uh, but he's Hispanic. There are Hispanics that are black as the ace of spades, man. And they're black Hispanic. And they're black race. I hate to show Hispanic. my, you know, stupidity here, but I did No, but I'm just saying, and we never got to the answer. We'll get to the answer that yeah. right after the break here. I haven't got the question, but right. that's the answer. It's just, I just reacted to this thing. I was saying, well, you know, if you don't like Portuguese people, you're racist. no. Portuguese isn't a race. Mexico's not a race. I, I guess you can be a bigot. We have to look for the definitions here of these words, these insults that people throw at each other. But it's all these people and all these leftists yelling, you know, you, 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 you know, you don't jump a racist. No, you're kind of ignorant because that's not a race. Anyway, having discussed races, we will take a break and we back and actually hear the full question right after this. Caution, the Mark Gunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. When All right, we're back on the, the Mark Gunger Show. After the break, we were just discussing a rant. There's my son says, why are you even talking about this? This is me, it's my show. Do whatever he wants. It. It's okay. my pod. The yeah. definition of a racist. racist is... A person who believes in racism, the doctrine that one's own racial group is superior or that a particular racial group is inferior to the others. Okay. And the problem that I'm saying is when people like throwing Latinos on it, they call it racism. It's not racism because they're not, it's not a race. Now, a bigot... Bigot is a person who is utterly intolerant of any differing creed, belief, or opinion. Okay. So they can say you're a bigot if you're cr- criticize. Guatemalans, or you're just a bigot. Okay, that is inaccurate. I'm just trying to get my insults straight here. Okay, but say they're a racist. It's not a race. Might I say? You might. (laughs) Okay, they call people well bigots. Let's say I'm using this as an example. People who do not want all of the illegals to come into the United States. They Uh call them bigots. Yeah. Well, according to this definition, a person who is utterly intolerant of any differing creed, belief, or opinion, then the people calling the other ones bigots are also bigots, bigots. because they're I... intolerant of somebody else's opinion that's different from theirs because they want people to come into the country illegally, and the other ones don't. So they're all bigots, well, don't right? You think, don't you think it's funny is the ones who have been <laughs> protesting the most in America against racism and these bigotry are the ones who are the most hateful people? <laughs> Who can't stand up people who have differing opinions? Yes. It's all jacked up. It's anyway, like you're all intolerant, that. and right. you're the They're most in- intolerant. Yeah, the people. Who, I hate intolerance. I hate people who hate. I'm going to kill these people who hate. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. how stupid are you? Yes. All right. Okay, so all, all that, of that to get to the question to say um, the problem is that his sister and brother. So he's the, the American, and she's the 
No, he's the Latino. She's the... Uh, yeah, she's Hispanic. No, he, I'm Hispanic. She's Hispanic. Oh, she's, she's right. She's okay, Hispanic. So the other white people or whatever okay. um, have kids from previous relationships or mm-hmm. their partners do. So they got the brother-in-law and the husband got into an argument because they want them to call all the kids to call people who are not biologically blood aunts and uncles to call them aunts and uncles. So this is causing a problem because they're not biologically aunties and uncles. Do who's you know the plan- I mean? who's the people who don't, don't want to don't want them to call them aunts and uncles? Okay. The husband said that he doesn't like to be called that since they are not his blood relatives. They're not his nieces and nephews. She says, I agree with him since in my culture, the Hispanic culture, we take blood relationships more seriously since we believe they are the only ones who are going to be with you until the end. Oh, she's full of it, too. That's not true at all. Latino cultures are the most loving, accepting people. Everybody calls everybody uncles and aunts. We got cousins that we call Tia and Tio and, you know, come Come on, what are you talking about? You need to take your husband's head, shove it in the toilet, and flush it! Well, what kind of a pinhead says, I don't want you to call me my uncle? Do you know how many people, and this, what she's talking about racial is, or this interracial thing is nonsense. It's just, there's two goofy people. There's all kinds of people, even in just plain white Americans who call somebody uncle well just if you're very close an, to them our close. family does that yeah, yeah. Uh, uncle mark uncle yeah. you know, i'm not their uncle i'm not yeah. even related to them at all but to them i'm uncle mark yeah normal people do this the fact that you and your husband are even having this debate you're both a little nuts in the head <laughs> and you're saying a latina that we don't do you're crazy because i don't know kind of latina you are latin everybody in the island of puerto rico is the uncle to somebody everybody else <laughs> so i don't know what kind of version of uncle latino thing you're talking about you're wrong and he's goofy. So y- y'all need to lighten up. What what kind of a... I don't know. How mean do I want to get it? Why would you be a jerk? What, it's like, I remember this old lady. And, and it was Phil. He was like, maybe... I don't know, it was Leslie even. His older sister. Maybe she was like three. And she saw an old lady. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're little, all old people are grandparents. Mm-hmm. There's, oh, I, I see it all the time. We're eating out, and some little kid looks at me and just says something because mm-hmm. I'm gray hair and I look mm-hmm. like grandpa. Mm-hmm. I'm a grandpa to them. Yeah. You know? So she uh, says to this lady, Oh, grandma. And the old lady turns and says, I'm not your grandma. What kind of a jerk does uh, that? Yeah. What, what kind of a jerk? You're just a jerk. jerk. They're just jerks. Just, I'm not your grandma. And she should have just let him say, hi, sweetie, yeah. I am your Honestly. grandma. Just give her a hug. I look like a grandma, don't I? Yes, absolutely. That's what normal human yes. beings on the face of the earth who aren't jerks respond in that way. For your husband to say, I'm not his uncle, I'm not... He's a jerk. He's just a jerk. I know you're married to him. You can de-jerkify him by sticking his head in the toilet and flushing. And maybe the jerkness will wear off. And we do it in our family. We call people aunts and uncles. We call other people's grandparents. Everybody. Like grandpa and grandma. Just normal because, people do this. Just normal because you're people. close to them. You're just, if you're friends of the family, mm-hmm. you become the uncle to those kids. Mm-hmm. You become an aunt. That's what normal human beings do. Your husband's being a jerk. And if you think Latino means, well, we do the same thing because we believe in blood so much. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, when really I went to Puerto Rico, I was cousins with everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Everyone was my aunt. Yeah. 
Everybody's yeah. ranked. Oh, yeah. Which maybe they were. I no, <laughs> no, they weren't. It's like, what, what do your kids call Carmen? Auntie Carmen. Auntie Carmen. She's not their aunt. No. That's what normal people do. Yeah. Normal human beings. Yeah. Oh, now I'm irritated. Change the subject. What does he got? <laughs> Who does it? Who goes out of their way to be a jerk to people? You know what I noticed about him? <laughs> what? So it's like he starts just normal. And he works himself up till he gets upset about yeah. it, even if he's not. Yeah, he and then keeps, it's like he keeps boom, going till he gets there. Let's move yes, on to the I next have question. achieved my goal. I've made myself so mad. I'm I've become the an angry about this. elf. Is there a way I could be upset about this? If I talk long enough, I'll become angry. Why would you go out of your way to insult people? You go out of your way. I'm not your cousin. I'm not your uncle. I'm not your aunt. No, thank God. You're evil. Anybody can call me auntie or can, grandma. About, or... I'm Satan! How about you say that? <laughs> Even just our good friends, they call them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because they're human beings, see? That's what humans do. Yeah. Maybe he's an alien. <laughs> Not illegal alien from another country. Maybe like from outer space alien. He could be like from Jupiter or something. And he doesn't realize that human beings don't act this way. And that's what they mean by aliens, but she's an alien too. No, she's because she's from Mars, he's from Jupiter, and they think that's, that's what, no, human beings don't do that. Yeah. All right, move on. Okay. She says. I need a shower. Are you okay? All right. She says, I have a sex question for you. <laughs> okay. My husband and I have been. The answer is no. We have quite a, oh, good heavens. <laughs> I'm a married man. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> My husband and I have been married just short of two years now. Okay. We are devout Christians and saved sex until we were married. Okay. Through our first two years of marriage, I have always had the higher sex drive compared to my husband. I have been frustrated lately because my husband would rather play FIFA, a soccer video game, or watch soccer than have sex with me. What do I do? You kick him out of the house. Go over and turn the thing off. You just tell him. No, you tell you people. You set the standard for how you're going to do your life. Thank God you're writing me now instead of 20 years from now and telling me what it's been for the last 20. Then it's hard to change it. Less than two years, you look at him and say, no, you come home, you come to bed with me. You're not going to sit there and watch games for hours on end. That's just that simple. <laughs> it's just that simple. Uh, or, you know, he comes home the next day. You're not there. You're just not there. And uh, you leave a card for him. It says, uh, I decided, I, I figured that you'd want to spend more time with your video gaming with me. So uh, I'm, I'm at my mom's and uh, I might see you in a month or two. He'll call you in a panic. He'll freak. He'll just absolutely freak. Well, why? Well, where are you? I told you I'm not going to put up with this nonsense. Well, you can't do that. Yeah, well, I just did. You got to come home. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll quit watching the games. That's, that's what it is. He'll change. He'll change. They cave. They always cave. You girls need to stand up, get a little backbone. Well, that's not being respectful. Sure it is. First of respect some man treat you disrespectfully. Goodness gracious. Phil, would you rather play video games than have sex with your wife? <coughs> uh, no. Not a chance. The ideal is to have sex while playing yeah. a video game. That <laughs> That's ridiculous. We've to combine both. <laughs> we should combine them both. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you think? We're You're just, just being ridiculous exactly. now. We're, now we're entertaining the world. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, no, you just you don't put up with it. No way. You just don't put up with it. It's real simple. You could get, Most of what you girls complain about is so curable you have no idea. The thing is you won't do anything about it except complain. You'll whine. You'll cry. You'll beg. You'll pout. And your life will suck for the next 
56 years until somebody dies. And what happens is probably when he's done playing video games finally and does want to have sex with her, she probably then doesn't. she does. I'd say, why don't you go back and play your video yeah, go game? go play your video games. Get away from me. You don't put up with it. You don't put it. If he's being outrageous, you just put up with it. It's real simple. And if you're like a person who doesn't like conflict, you just leave when he's not there. If you ever leave, and I'm, and I'm always talking temporary, like for a couple of days, you never do it while they're there. You never storm out of the house while he's there. Never, ever, ever. You wait till he's gone. He goes to the stores or whatever. He goes, <laughs> goes to work. That's when you leave. Go to a nice hotel, check in, use his credit card, <laughs> get a massage. When he comes back, you're not there. He freaks. They always freak. And then you let him know, I'm not coming back until you stop A. They will always stop it. Always. And then he might do it again. They do it again. Look, even a dog can be trained at some point. Your husband's a nitwit. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. We're back on the Mark Unger Show, answering emails, trying to stay calm, <laughs> trying to. Okay, he wants to know, would the flag page help us to understand our teenage daughter? My wife and I had a heated debate about this. Our daughter was in foster care, and we now have guardianship of her. She's been struggling in high school and is not motivated to get good grades or get a job. She lies about her schoolwork and frequently does not turn in assignments. She has only one year left to get her act together, and we are worried. My wife feels that our daughter, with her speech delays and trauma, would not be able to take the test or to be honest. She also feels the flag page will provide no value to help our daughter. She feels therapy, counseling, and professional help is what she needs. I really believe the flag page will give us a different view and help us to understand our daughter better. Tried to explain to my wife that this is not a golden solution to fix the daughter's problems. It is just another tool. The conversation ended with my wife saying the dreaded words, do whatever you want. I don't care. So I am left with the decision to do whatever I want or not. What would you suggest? I think your wife needs to lighten up. What's the threat here? I think she needs probably. I don't want to do the flag. What are you talking? Ten dollars? Fourteen dollars? I mean, is, what's the risk here? Just do it. <laughs> it's not like she can only do the fight page and not go it's, see the therapist yeah, if that's what you want. Not one or the other. I don't even know why you're debating this goofy thing. So you ought to try this. I don't want to try it. Why not? Because I want to do professional counseling. Okay, we'll do both. All all it is is a way for you to try and figure out what. Makes her motivated. Well, she she won't do it right. How does she know? Try it. I mean, it's such a low cost for such a potential benefit. Good grief! If you could spend, I don't know how much is the flag page online. I don't. Is it fifteen? Okay, fifteen dollars. For fifteen dollars, there's a chance that maybe your life will be better. <laughs> What's well, way cheaper than even one hour of counseling Are you with kidding? a therapist and an office? The I wife mean, sounds like she's really upset at the daughter. You know, why not? Well, how do you know she'll even do it right? Because she's got all these problems. It's a very simple test. I mean, what's the risk? I don't understand. You know, things you got to live with this woman. But uh, I'm with you. I think it would be helpful. But again, you got to live with her. <laughs> she totally set the trap for you. Whenever she says do it, do whatever you, whatever want, you want, it means don't, don't you care. dare do it. That's what it means. So I don't know. I just don't know what, what the big Well, you could do is. it with her when your wife is out shopping or something and then not tell her that you did it. If we're talking $5,000. <laughs> Right. That's that's a discussion. Yeah. 15? I think we should rather put that in counseling that, you know, uh, uh, 2,000, okay, anywhere near 1,000, even a couple of hundred. Yeah. You know, we should talk about it. It's $15. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. 
So I, the program has been very powerful in helping people to reconnect with their teenagers. It's stunning. I was in Milwaukee once in an airport, and this guy comes running up to me. Aren't you Mark Unger? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, man, I just got to tell you, your, your flag page saved our family. I said, why? He says, we had a daughter. She was depressed all the time. She tried to commit suicide. We were devout Christians. You can imagine how devastating this was. She says, she took that little test. And she brought the solutions, the, the prayer to me. He said, Daddy, here. And he says, as soon as I started reading it, I started crying. He said, I immediately identified things that I'd been doing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And we started adjusting just because now we understood her better. He says, it completely changed her life. Now she's debating whether or not to go into ministry or the Peace Corps. I mean, all from this little $15 test. I've got all kinds of stories that people say how well this helped them connect with their kids, particularly people that aren't their biological kids because they don't mm-hmm. really know them. Mm-hmm. And get a chance to at least, all that test is going to show your wife is these are the things that she says are important to her. That's all it is. It's not analyzing it. It's not a big psychological test. It's, this is what she says is important to me. Well, don't you think that would be a nice thing to do to be able to connect better with your kids or anybody? Mm-hmm. Oh, when your spouse does this and all this kind of, I know a lot of people, even my wife was really re- reticent to take the test because mm-hmm. people don't like being analyzed. Yeah. This doesn't analyze you. It's just helping you to focus and then it prints out what you told it to say. Mm-hmm. This is what's important to me. If you, for you to be able to identify what's important to me and be able to show to other people, this is what is important to you, it's extremely powerful and helpful. Go take the test, all you people. 15 bucks, don't be so cheap. 15 bucks, go on. Take this test. It just helps you to be able to see what's important to you or to somebody else. And once you see that, it's easier to get along with them. Go take the test. Do it today. Flagpage.com. We'll be back with more after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. The music of Michael O'Brien. Lovely, lovely. Check out his music at michaelo.org. It's kind of a dating question, kind of not, but you'll see what I mean. She says, I was in a three-year-long relationship with a guy and we recently broke up. The past six to eight months have been very difficult with hurtful things said and tons of arguments. At the end of which, finally, about a month ago, we decided to call it off for good. I am very happy with that decision. I believe I really needed it. It wasn't going anywhere. The issue is that while the relationship was going downhill, an incident occurred which truly shattered me. Mm-hmm. At a social event, I saw him being very close to another girl. After this, I confronted him with, and it led to, sorry, and it led to a huge argument right there in front of the other girl. He said a lot of things which devastated me, and I felt belittled. After everything I've been through with him, this is the one incident that still bothers me. It happened about five months ago, after which we even tried to sort it out, but I can't let go of it. I still feel hurt and embarrassed every time I think of it. It's hindering me from being able to move on. I constantly feel leverage I don't know what that means, due to it. I feel like he and the girl both have something on me because I confronted him. They are both people whom I can't avoid in my daily life. Every time I see her again, I feel she must be going back to the day and laughing at me. She must have told all of her friends about how I behaved, and I feel embarrassed. I feel I will never get over this. I know this sounds a little juvenile, but it's impossible (laughs) to explain how badly it has affected me. Too many very personal things were said, and his behavior was unforgivable. Uh What do I do to leave this behind me? How do I forget? Everything you've done and said is good, except for this thing that you keep 
reliving it over and over again. You know, you're a little crazy. Stop. Stop. There's people who do this, and it sucks the life out of them. They are constantly trying to relive a previous event, constantly going back and rehearsing the event. Stop it. This will suck the life out of you and make you nuts. Stop. How do I get, there's, no, there's no way to fix it. What do you care what she thinks? And how do you know that every time they see you, they're talking about you and laughing at you? They're probably not giving you one second thought. Who cares? You shouldn't even care what they think. This, I must say, is either one of my greatest strengths or greatest weaknesses because I don't care. I don't care what people think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll, I'll bristle initially, but at the end of that, I don't really care. Yeah. You know, people go online and say, I'm a heretic, I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm a, oh my goodness, people get very creative. <laughs> I just don't care. I'm very happy. I'm well aware there are people who hate my ever-loving guts. Mm-hmm. Does it bother you? Not, not really. I never think of them. No. Are the things you wish you hadn't said or done in your past? Yeah. But I don't relive them. You move on. You just move on. Man, you're doing the worst thing you could do. You get caught in, in like mm-hmm. you're in, in a, you know, back in the day when they had, what is it, the... Uh, Real to real. No, no, no. Uh, your car, the transmissions, they didn't have differential things or whatever. It, 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 anyway, it worked as one wheel would spin yeah. and the other one wouldn't and you'd stuck and you couldn't move. They actually changed those, however, those yeah. things so that, you know, the one can spin but the other one still can get traction or whatever. I don't care. I'm not a mechanic. What do I know? I'm just saying in the old day, in the old cars, you got out in a spot and you you just get stuck. Mm-hmm. And the more you give it gas, the deeper the hole oh. you would <laughs> just make it worse. That's what you're doing emotionally. Uh, if you have an event, I know we all do things that we wish we hadn't have done, or wish we hadn't have said, or man, I wish I had punched him in the face, or we actually relive something yeah. we'd like to have said. I wish I could go back and, you know, you always have a better comeback later. Yeah. You wish, oh, I wish I could. Stop. Stop it. Stop. Don't keep reliving an event. This is really bad for you. Just move on. It's over with. What do they laugh everybody? What do you care? You dumped his butt. You did the right thing. I thought you were going to say a reel-to-reel tape, how they used to make the loop, where you just put the loop on the big reel-to-reel, and it would just go around and around and around, and it kept playing the same thing over and over again. Oh, the ones that would be the repeating one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's what I was thought. Unending loop, yeah. That's what some people do in their heads. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't mean that it can't pop into your because your wife and I were talking about this not that long ago, about how, gosh, out of nowhere, you'll just get this thought, and you'll remember something that happened or something that somebody said, or it's like, well, where did that come from, and why am I thinking about it? And I will just literally stop. I will out loud say to myself, stop. You're mm-hmm. not going to think about this, because just because it comes there doesn't mean you have to camp out on it and that's relive what she it. she needs to do. She needs to be able to tell that this stuff that's popping into my head is stuff that you can't control it popping into your head. You just can control yes. what you do with it. Yes. Yeah. Stop. Just stop thinking about it. I'll walk around my house. Stop it. Why well, do the same thing? I say it to myself. Stop. Oh, I have some problems. Stop. Stop. Yeah. There's stuff that I come and I just feel awful. Awful. I just, a, a sense of grief will come over because I said something I shouldn't have 20 years ago. I know. And I just got to stop. 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 And, and you just force it out of your head. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Don't keep reliving. So that is, I'm just telling it's you. It's the it whole is, biblical concept of taking your thoughts captive and renewing your mind and all of that. It's, you have to do it. And it doesn't just happen automatically. No. Not for me anyway. Maybe there's people it does, but not to me. I have to work at it. 
Well, just intentionally, you control your thoughts. Exactly what you're saying. The Bible says control your thoughts. You're not controlling your thoughts. You let these thoughts just keep coming back and stop. It's just the worst. There's nothing you can do. There is nothing you can do to relive this event. There's nothing you can do to change it. It happened. You know, I mean, I, you could always go apologize if you think you did something wrong or whatever, but, you know, and even then, sometimes people just they're living in a constant state of grief. <laughs> stop. Give it to God. Let go and move on. Don't try to relive things. Don't spend your life like a lot of people do. All they do is spend their whole lives trying to fix something that happened 40 years ago. All right, see ya. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle.